Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Seagulls versus Panthers, Thursday, 7.50pm at Four Pines Park. Seagulls. Kepi replaces Logit Prop. Travojevic starts at second row. And Tuolangi moves to the bench. Panthers. No changes to the team except uh, what we spoke about earlier. Kenny and Luai is out. And I think it's Cole and, oh man, is it Patterson? Apologies. Anyway, uh, young fellas are coming in, but it's definitely Cole, I'm pretty sure, that will be playing number six for Luai. Mm. Smithy, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, Yeah, well, I I think it might be business as usual um, for Penrith Panthers. I know this sounds like a little bit monotonous when we talk about these matchups, but Penrith are just playing so well at the moment. Like when you're taking on a Melbourne Storm side, and and maybe it, it says a bit more about where Melbourne's at, um, coming off that game last week, but their performance like last week was just incredible. It was just so um, professional. Um, the way they just went about their, their football from start to finish was just um, it's 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 really good to watch. At times, it's not as it's not as spectacular as it used to be with Penrith, but just watching them break down the opposition slowly and and you know just slowly tick the scoreboard over and then all of a sudden at the end you know they've scored you know 30 sometimes 40 points it's, it's great to watch and their key players Kempi are playing really well at the moment I thought Cleary on the weekend like oh. his kicking game was immaculate some of the passes that he come up with like the selection of passes especially for that little basketball one-handed overhand pass um yeah to score right down in their left-hand corner that was that was really classy um, so I, you know, I, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate ruling out opposition teams, any chances of them winning, but you'd have to think that, you know, something drastic would have to happen for the Panthers, even with these two young guys coming in, um, you know, with Kenny and, and Luai being out, well, we're hearing that they're out. I think it'll be a Panthers win against Manly. Yeah, Cleary's definitely playing with the most confidence I've seen him play. I think that, you know, for the first few years of his career, very structured, very to the game plan, whereas now he's got all that sorted and he's maturing into a guy that can feel the game and almost he knows when to to push the pedal, knows when to back off a little bit. On top of all that, and this is no knock on Cleary at all, it's it's all the sevens, but we're actually heading into a generation of rugby league where kickers have no pressure. Zero. Well, pretty much, mate. You can't touch them. Yeah. So it's going to be. So he, yeah, yeah. So he, mate, he's one. He, he's one of the most accurate clinical general play kickers in the game. So essentially now, like it, it's almost being rubbed out of our game where you can go and actually tackle or even touch a kicker in in the motion of kicking. Mm. So really, it just it makes it even uh, you know a more difficult job to even try and take him out of the game. Which you know that was that was one area where you could. You know, go and try and put a bit of pressure on him and, and, and put him off his game a little bit. But, yeah, you're right. It's 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 making it more difficult now for opposition players to do that. If I'm a club and, you know, I've got sevens coming through, I'm almost dedicating, you know, double the time on kicking than I was, you know, previously because it's yeah. truly a part of a game where you can turn a terrible set into a, a, a dominant set or an aggressive set. And so mm. I think this is setting Cleary up for, for greatness. Now, he was already on that path. Let's let's not get it twisted. He was already on the path of greatness and he may win three comps in a row, but mm. he is truly just coming into his own. And, and I think that I, I didn't expect the kind of swagger that he's playing with to come this early. I thought it would come, you know, 27, 28, but we're looking at a 25-year-old 
that is yeah. getting into games and he's almost he's having fun with his kicks on the outside of his boot, you know, um, <laughs> driving it hard across the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it gets creative, doesn't it? Yeah. He gets creative, and, and that's that's what the good players do. Well, sorry, I should, I should say the great players. That's what the great players do is they're always looking for, you know, new skills to add to their repertoire. And, and you know, certainly looking at, again, on the weekend, he's kicking and he's passing. He's thinking, you know, every day I'm sure he's thinking, you know, how can I improve myself? How can I be better for this footy side that I'm playing for? Um, and the great players do that. The scary thing for Manly, though, is you know they they've taken on Penrith already this year early in the year they played them in round six, and they got beaten by well thirty points it was forty four to twelve and that was pretty much with their I think their strongest possible lineup Manly mm. like Tommy was playing Tommy Trebojevic was playing and that yeah. that was back when you know when he wasn't he just didn't look himself though yeah so he wasn't he wasn't a hundred percent fit I don't think but he was still on the field. Mm. He was still on the field, and you know they, they had a couple of their front rowers um, starting, which that which they don't have um, this week. Manly, I'm talking about. So it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a huge challenge. But but you know, like which game that which game do you play in the NRL? That's not a challenge. They mm. they should be looking forward to this one, and they're still in the hunt. Essentially, they're still in the hunt, Kempi. Mm. Like if the if the if the Rabbitohs lose, and Manly win. Well, they they go ahead of them. Yeah, wow. They're one they're one point behind them on the premiership table. Mm. Yeah, mainly uh, it's it's look. I understand they're missing forwards, and you know they're missing. I think three of their starting forwards, their front rowers, which is mm-hmm. you know a very specific position. And we've spoken about how important the front rowers are. Yeah, but I just you know we spoke about DNA earlier, and I just want to see them play a style of footy. I don't really know kind of what style they play. I don't really know what they're building towards. And when you've got a guy like DCE, who's arguably in the best form he's ever been in, yeah. you know, you've got to, you've got to rise to it to, to help him out a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. Um, the, the one thing, the one thing with Manly is mm-hmm. like they can't, and I spoke about this um, earlier in the week was that, you know, when you're taking on Penrith, like everyone at the moment is thinking like, how do you beat them? Mm. How do you beat Penrith? How, who's going to stop Penrith this year? What type of football do you have to play? Well, whoever, whoever's taking on Penrith for the remainder of this year, they cannot go into this game thinking, we'll outlast them. Mm. Um, let's just get in the grind. Let's get in the arm wrestle and we'll, we'll outlast them. You won't, you, I'll guarantee you, you will not beat Penrith playing that style of football or having that mindset because they are the very best at it in the competition. Mm. I've got no dramas in saying that they are, they are that much better than every other team in the competition. In that they can grind you into the ground, and they will not get bored. They'll just keep turning up. They'll make their tackles. They'll get behind the football when you kick it down to them. They'll run the ball hard in numbers, and then Cleary and Luai just kick it deep, and they they'll just keep doing that until you get bored and come up with a mistake. Yep. So you actually got to come up with something a little bit different, or at least turn up with a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Mm. Because if the first one fails, you need to come up with quickly uh, another option on how to attack that footy side. Now, Sharks v Titans, Friday, 6 p.m., Points Bet Stadium. Muller returns on the wing. Jesse Colquin replaces the concussed Tom Hazelton on the bench. 
Tino Fatsuoma Alawi returns from suspension, replaces Fodawaka in the side. AJ Brimson remains rested, while Chris Randall replaces Sam Verrills at hooker, who is out for the season after electing to have a clean-out surgery on his shoulders. What do you reckon, Smithy? Yeah, I think, well, this is a big one uh, for the Sharkies. They need to just um, consolidate a little bit off the back of their big game last week. I'm sure Fitzy, uh, Craig Fitzgibbon, the coach, would have had them well-rested going into this one off after their trip to Perth. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing the, yeah, they're going to be ready to go. Um, bit of a quicker turnaround for them, especially traveling, traveling from Perth and then having to play on the Friday. So, um, yeah, a little bit of news for the for the Titans. Big Tino, the, the skipper, Tino Fatsu and Malaui, he returns. Great timing for him, of course, um, with Mo Fodawaka suspended. Um, look, I'm siding with the home side. Mm. Although, watching the Titans play... Over the last couple of weeks, there's a lot to like about what they've produced uh, over the last fortnight, um, where they played really, really strongly. So, um, and even last week, that was with majority of that game they played with 12 men. But you know, if the Sharkies, you know, they've got themselves in a great position, four games to go, they're playing this one at home, they're sitting sixth, still not guaranteed. You wouldn't say you, you couldn't say they're guaranteed a, a final spot just yet. But certainly, with a with a strong performance and a win this week, that takes them to thirty. You could you could pretty much say they're home and hose for a final spot. Mm. Yeah, I think what a what a big match. What a you know the Titans are no easy feat as we've seen over the last few weeks. But mm. Sharks, it's almost like this is a must must win. As in, it sounds obvious, yeah. but it's all, sometimes <laughs> you, you go into games and you say. Okay, guys, we just let's just trust the processes, and whatever the result is, then we can go back and you know change things. I think yeah. they need to go in with the attitude of like, it doesn't matter how it gets done, boys. It just gets done. Um, just get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> um, because you know they've they've managed to beat the Rabbitohs last week and keep their season on life support to a degree. And if yeah. they were to go down to the Titans, it would be devastating. Devastating. Yeah, it would be, mate. And I think it's great that Ronaldo Molotalo's back. He's having a, a great season. Um, he's He's only he played the eighteen games and he's played and he scored sixteen tries. He loves scoring tries at home too, Kempy. So yeah. that's a, that's a huge in for the Sharkies. And to the Titans, you know, I think that aside from probably maybe two or three games, they've shown a lot of grit this year, and it's a real opportunity to end the season building into next season, in my opinion, for the Titans and go. We are no longer the club that you know it's it's always forty three to thirty seven scoreline or some weird scoreline where it's a lot mm. of points. We're a club that fights till the very end uh, and battles, and I think that they've got an opportunity to build that into next year. Whereas if they let the season go, I think that a lot their confidence will be rattled and their confidence in their new look as well. Yeah, well, absolutely, mate. I think they um, they're one of those sides now that essentially their season's done. Um, it would take a, a minor miracle for them to be a part of finals, but the, they need to finish as strong as they can. Of course, they do. You know, they need to start thinking about well, how do we want to finish this year and take a little bit of confidence into this break that we're coming up to and take it into this new season of 2024 with a new coach, a new attitude and look back on that final month of footy and say, you know what? Like we competed yeah. every week, every mm. week we went out there and we competed. Let's go and do that again. Well, that's that separates the good teams from the great teams is that, you know, you look at the storm, you look at the Panthers, they had a standard regardless of result. And I think yep. that the Titans can say, if we end this season strong, we have set a standard that we cannot drop next year. We cannot drop it. Yeah. 
Oh, mate, I agree. Mm. I agree. And they got they've got a couple of big outs. There's no doubt about that. But who cares? They had they had like, a massive out. They had Mo Fodawaker <laughs> off the field, bloody against the Warriors. <laughs> That's right. And they still competed with one less man. So if you compete with twelve, um, and you bring back Tino Fasu Malawi, the skipper, I think they'll go all right. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get to Broncos versus Eels, Rabbitohs versus Dragons. See you on the other side. Ryan, let's get straight into it. Broncos v the Eels, Friday 8pm at the Gabba. Adam Reynolds, Jordan Rickey, Kobe Big Heather. Big game, Kempe. Hey. Huge game this one, mate. Huge game. Oh, um, mate, 100%. Well, the Broncos, like, we, we just don't want this to be, um, you know, like a, a danger game for them, given they've got the, the bye coming up next week after Parramatta. So, um, just got to make sure all the young, particularly the young fellas, their, their heads are in the game and where they need to be. Um, they need to be thinking about the week off coming up um, after it. So, look, they're a good enough footy side to, to roll on and, and have another strong win. Eels, of course, desperate. You know, we, we spoke about this at the start of the show, about them sitting outside the top eight and and what these remaining games mean for them, given they've only got three opportunities left. they got a buy um, in the last round. So, um this is a, a really, really big one for them coming up. Um, Dejan Arce starting in the centres, that's mm. that's going to be a huge test for him yeah. coming up against Katoni. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he has been playing centre in New South Wales Cup, so he's got a little bit of practice, but the form that uh, Katoni's been in has been, has been absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, just super aggressive, really getting through all the work that you would hope he would get through and really rounding out his game. So from the Broncos' perspective, it really is, this is almost a, well, this is a four-point turnaround. If they, you don't want to be heading into a bye with a loss at the end of the season and then only have, you know, a couple games to get that form uh, back again. And so, so basically they've got to go into this game almost, of course, it's a must-win, but it's it's about setting yourself up to head into finals with at the utmost confidence. You know they've been in a great run, Cowboys, Roosters now. Whereas in, if they go, you know, and dominate the Eels, it's almost a month of rugby league of of top top tier rugby league. Um, what do you reckon about the Eels, Smithy? Oh, he can't hear us. He can't hear us. Uh, we'll keep. I'll I'll just keep talking. You'll you'll hear you'll hear me. Um, we'll get Smithy back on. Uh, so you'll hear my terrible voice until the great Smithy can speak uh, some more rugby league technical difficulties. But back to the Eels. Um, look, they still technically can make it. Uh, wasn't it can, hasn't been a convincing win uh, over the last couple of weeks. But a win's a win. And uh, an extra week with Dylan Brown being back, it can't hurt. It really can't hurt. An extra week with him being back, I thought he was really good for the Eels. Now, the... I guess the depth around their, their bench is a bit of a concern when you consider the fact that RCG, Sean Lane, a few of the players are out. Um, I don't think Lane's back for the whole season. I think RCG maybe in a week or two. So the, the Eels, they just got to find a way. They just got to find a way. It, they're obviously up in Brisbane. It's going to be a hyper-aggressive game. But if they can complete high and frustrate the Broncos, because we have seen in the past, sometimes the Broncos have a tendency to attack too much and all of a sudden their completion rate is down at like 55%. You, you go back to the game last week, they had a 67% completion rate and if they can frustrate them out of the game, if they can take time away from Adam Reynolds and, and you know, try and, you know, sometimes the Broncos edges can almost uh, 
pre-planned their play by jamming in early. So maybe a few kicks in behind. So, you know, a spine of Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown, Gutho, and if Hans is starting, if it's Lussick, look, that's that's a... I mean, Mitchell Moses, origin. Gutho, origin. Um, Dylan Brown would probably play origin if he was a New South Welshman or, or a Queenslander. He's a Kiwi there, plays for New Zealand. I mean, we're talking about international standard players here in the spine. You've got Junior Bowler, one of the best front rowers in the game. You've got Ryan Madison. So the, the roster's there for an upset. You know, the Raiders um, upset Broncos earlier in the year. You know, they're not unstoppable like, you know, you would say, you know, a Penrith Panthers at the moment where it's almost like you're guaranteed a 9 out of 10 games. So it's a huge challenge for the Eels, but I don't think that they're massive outsiders. I really don't, especially with an extra year of uh, an extra game, sorry, of Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown in it. Uh, with the Broncos, as I said, it's really about building into, um, you know, the finals. Jordan Rickey returns. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that rotation of Jordan Rickey, Pia Cora, and Kurt Capewell. We've also noticed that Paddy Carrigan has been pushed to the edge to keep him on the field for 80 minutes. Um, so cannot wait for this game. Cannot wait for this game. We'll get to the next one. Rabbitohs v. the Dragons. What do you reckon about this one, Rabbitohs v. the Dragons, Smithy? Well, we spoke earlier about the Rabbitohs, hey, and um, how it was they underperformed on the weekend um, over in Perth. So they they really need to get get going again. They need to bounce back and just play the footy that we all know that that they can play. Like I've mentioned this a few times about their season this year. So when they're at their very best, they they win. You know, nearly every game they play. If they're not at their best, they struggle. It doesn't matter who they play against, Kempi. Mm. If they're not at their very best, like if, if they've got a couple of players just, you know, sort of, I don't know, whether it be just lack of involvement or down on confidence or whatever it is, particularly when when Latrell and Cody Walker are, are quiet, um, they just, you know, and you could put, yeah, it's, it's a very general thing to say, but um, they, are, they are that important and crucial to this footy side and the performances that they play that they just, they have to get involved early. They got to have 20 plus touches um, in each of the half. Well, certainly Cody Walker does, but if, if Latrell can finish with, you know, 20 plus carries, then he's played his role. Mm. He's going to have a huge impact on the game. If he can have 20 plus carries um, with big meters and, and he's creating positive things for his outside men, then they're going to play well. Same with Cody. Like If he has 20 in the first half, 20 in the second half, they're going to be playing some great footy. And this is another one of those games where we spoke about earlier. It's just a game that they have to win. They just have to win. They, they're taking on the Dragons again. They've, they haven't had a, a great season at all. This is a game that they must win. Like We're talking about a Rabideau side here that many people have said, look, they could win the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Their, their best football could unsettle Penrith. Well, if their best football can unsettle Penrith, they should be beating the Dragons this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I agree, mate. And I think that not only should they be beating the Dragons, they need to be beating them well. Um, yeah. Because if they go in and beat the Dragons by a try or a couple of tries, almost similar-ish to the way they played against the Tigers, you just don't build confidence with that. I think they need to go out and make a statement to the rest of the comp that they do want to make finals footy. They do want to be here at the end of the year. And as we said earlier with the coach, I think he needs to, and he has said that, he's come out and said, ask them the question, do they really want to be here? 
Um, Wayne Bennett did the same to us in 2008. He sat us all down and said, guys, be honest. Do you really want to be here at the end of the year? Because if not, we can plan all the Mad Mondays and everything now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he did reverse psychology on us. He did reverse psychology. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Demetrio needs to do that with the, the Rabbitohs and say, look, we need to be really honest with ourselves, guys, because we have the roster. I know they're missing their front row. I get that. But they are still a bloody good side. They've still got Cam yeah. Murray, Arrow. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and you and you look at well, they got Damian Cook as well. Um, like they still got an outstanding forward pack. Like Arrow, Shaq Mitchell up front, and Keon. then you've got Jacob Host, Keon Kaloa, Matangi, and Murray. Like that's as that's as good a forward pack as you can find in any in any team in the competition. Mm. And then you look at the strike the, the strike power that they have in their back line, um, including you know Walker playing in the halves. Like Campbell Graham, Tass, Johnston, Milne, and Mitchell at the back, they they are point scoring machines. Mm, yep. But they just need to get out there and 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 actually apply, you know, their skills to the footy game. Like take it, take the footy game on. Mm. Take the footy game on. Don't go out there and just go through the motions and do what you have to do. Get out there and actually. Like if you belt the dragons, like you should be attempting to like put a big scoreline on them. Yeah, I agree. That's what they should be trying to do because they have the ability to do that. They that that should be their goal. Mm. Do you have you liked what you saw from the dragons the last couple of weeks? I personally really loved what I saw last week. I really did. Yeah, I like I like seeing fight, Kempi. Mm. I like seeing the fight in the teams that are that haven't done so well during the season, and the the main reasons for the teams that have struggled. Okay, like you could look at roster and you could look at all these other different things, but at the end of the day, I I, I believe those teams that have struggled, they've lacked effort in mm. in certain matches, um, and and most certainly in periods of games where you just think like that's that's got nothing to do with ability. Effort's got nothing to do with ability, mm. um, and and you know you don't coach that either. You can you can ask for effort. There's no doubt about that, but. No one's stopping you from going out and applying effort to all of the matches that you play in every moment, in every minute of a game. So I do like seeing those teams that haven't done so well this year that are sitting quite low on, on the ladder. And for those few that are out of the race for finals, I love seeing the change of attitude where you, you actually see them putting in effort from the first kickoff to the last whistle. Mm. Much yeah. like that we've seen from the Tigers against the Raiders. Mm. Uh, now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith, Tigers Warriors, Saturday 5.30 at FMG Stadium, Waikato, 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 hopefully I'm getting it right, in Hamilton. Uh, time, uh, Tigers team news, Stefano and Sean Bloor join the bench, Junior Tupo moves to the wing, Asu Kapoa starts in the centres, and uh, Warriors, uh, Tui, Tui, uh, Tui Piki starts at centre, yep. in place of concussed, starts at centre. Okay, so fullback, okay. I'm Ron Burgundy. I just read what's in front of me. <laughs> it didn't seem right. It didn't, that's the info we had. That's the info I had. Uh, so Tui Picky, he starts at fullback to replace yep. uh, Concuss Neil Klockstad. How do you see this playing out, Smithy? Well, I'm thinking. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Like, I think the Warriors they they might have got a little bit of a shock to the system when they when they took on the Titans. Whether it would have been maybe underestimated them a little bit, um, a little bit like the Cowboys did a fortnight ago. Or whether they were just feeling that little bit of lag out of coming out of a bye, whatever it was, I think they they really got a bit of a shock, and and that might shock them back to playing that football that they played 
um, leading into that game last week. So I'm thinking Warriors going to win this one, but you can't discount the the Tigers, who you know we seen on the weekend. They went down to Canberra and they played a, a tough game of footy and nearly stole it from the Raiders in in that those dying sort of seconds of the game, which is a fantastic finish, by the way. Mm. Um, but I tell you what, Tua Picky, watching him play the other night, I loved watching Tua Picky play. Yeah. So energetic. Yep. Mate, he was hard to tackle. He was breaking tackles. He was lively. Um, it was almost like two similar players playing in that fullback position. So you had Jaden Campbell obviously playing for the Titans and then Tua Picky come on when uh, Nickel Klogstad was... Um, ruled out of the game. I think Tua Piggy actually come on as an 18th man. I think he was activated from the 18th man position. Um, but he was, yeah, I, I actually liked a lot of what he did at fullback. So I think being at being back in New Zealand, um, playing in front of some family, I think he'd be very confident coming in and, and playing, starting as a fullback for the Warriors. Um, and I think that they they carry on. I think they carry on and, and win this again, mate, and really consolidate um, that top four position. I think maybe being on thirty-two points does that does that almost lock almost lock them in as guaranteed top four? Nearly. I don't think guarantees it. It nearly locks them in. They might need to win this one and and one more maybe. Mm. Yeah, the Warriors. Uh, Tui Picky. He actually, I think he won Player of the Year in Queensland Cup. Um, you know, so he really, really has torn uh, Q Cup apart and yeah. shown his skill set. And he was behind, funnily enough, he was behind uh, Campbell at the Titans. Yeah. And so he was basically not going to get a crack because they'd had so many fullbacks, goes to the Warriors, and really good signs for the New Zealand Warriors. As we said, like the Tigers, when you look at their roster and Luke Brooks' return now, I think he's his third game. He was outstanding against the Raiders, Brooksy. Um, mm. Appy Corosau was outstanding as well. So. This is not going to be a walkover, in my opinion, for the Warriors. And no. I think it's a really important that the Warriors stick to their processes and stick to the footy that they've played all year rather than thinking, oh, we're playing the Tigers. Let's let's go back to old school Warriors footy where we just chuck the ball around, you know, no. score more points in the opposition. I think it's a real opportunity then for them to be ruthless in the way they play mm. um, because they know they can win, but it's how they get the win that's really important because they can, every win they get, sticking to their processes, processes that they've been having over the last month, it makes it more confident in your systems, more confident in what you do each week. And if you get into finals footy, super, super confident, everyone bought in, that's when you can do something special in finals footy. Yeah. And on that point, Kempi, that you made, it's, it's a good point that they need to start preparing themselves for finals because if you look at their next month, they're actually playing, every side they play in the next month is not in the top eight. Mm. Mm. So it's not like they're going to get a run against, you know, say a Penrith or a Melbourne or a Sharks or like anyone that, that, that more than likely will feature in this final series and sort of, you know, get a gauge on, on where they're at and how they're travelling. They're playing against the Tigers this weekend, then the Eagles, then the Dragons, and then the Dolphins. Mm. So pretty much three of those four sides are, are pretty much done and dusted. The Seagulls really an outside chance of playing. So what they got to do is... They just they got to have that mentality of hey we're we're starting our finals preparation right now, mm. and I'm sure Andrew Webster having been a part of, you know particularly the last couple of campaigns with with Penrith, um, I know a very different situation of course with with Penrith and the Warriors, but having been a part of those those campaigns where they build into finals and what he's learnt through those last three grand finals that they've been a part of, knowing 
you know, the the road to finals and then through finals and what to expect and how to manage that, I think he'll I think the players will benefit greatly from that, which they have all season from his knowledge of the game, but most certainly they need to approach this one like it is, um, like they are playing against a top eight side. Now on to Roosters v Dolphins, 7.35 Allianz Stadium. Napa returns for suspended Nathan Brown to play his first game since 2021. And I think his first game for the Roosters since 2018. Drew Hutchinson named starter halfback with Sanders Smith on the bench. Dolphins team news, Cody Nicorima is named at fullback. Hammer moving to centres. Ray Stone returns on the bench. Mm, another one. Oh, I always struggle doing previews of Dolphins games because <laughs> they just... They're, they're, they're so consistent. Now, when I talk about consistency, um, it's it's a different consistency to, say, um, a Penrose footy side, right? What what they are very consistent at is playing tough footy. But they'll hang in there mm. to the very last play. Um, so when you're coming up against a side like the Roosters, who have been very hit and miss this year, like mostly miss, I must say, um, it's hard to sort of... Yeah, sort of pick a winner here. Like, if the Roosters just don't fire a shot, I reckon Dolphins can win. Mm. Mm. If they do, if they do play well though, and play to their their capabilities as as a as a as a footy side, then I, I believe they should win. Jeez, um, I, I think I was leaning. I, I actually tipped the Roosters yesterday. I think, but I've changed my mind overnight. Oh wow. <laughs> I've changed, I've changed my mind overnight. Wow. I don't know why I've done that. I, okay. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling the Dolphins now. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, Tom. Look, I think sh- Tom. I surely <laughs> crickets, crickets. Surely the um, Roosters have got to get this done. I mean, they still a chance yeah. to make the eight. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they can't win this game, it's an absolute disaster. Like, it really is because they can still yeah. make the eight. They played yep. some decent footy last week. The Dolphins are out of it. The Dolphins actually, I wouldn't say they embarrassed them because any NRL side, you know, is a tough game. But that game yep. to, to open the season, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're gonna, the Roosters are going to remember that, I reckon. I think they're going to remember that game and remembering, you know, the, the fanfare that the Dolphins had due to them losing. I think the Roosters come out for a big one here. And um, I don't know if they'll win by a lot, but... It's just such an important game. Like I, I can't stress that enough because it's already yeah. been a season from hell, and then you've got yeah. this great opportunity to somehow still be in the fight. If you can't get motivated for this, like what's going on? Like you've changed my mind. Okay, there we go. I'm back. There we I'm go. Back with the Roosters. Oh, I love I'm it. Back. After, I'm back. Now after the break, uh, we'll continue our round preview. <laughs> Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time for Storm v Raiders. Sunday, 2pm, Amy Park. Storm Team News, Hughes, Davy Coates return. Remus Smith is listed in reserves and could be named to play. Raiders, Seb Chris out for three to four weeks with a hamstring injury. So Jordan Rapana starts at fullback. Ethan Strange named at centre for his NRL debut. What do you reckon, Smitty? Well, the Storm, they'd want to they'd bounce back from their performance last week. Again, he drew some criticism from the coach around their lack of consistency. And, and well, what he said was he was happy with their effort. There was no questioning their effort, but just they some of the decisions they made were poor decisions at costly moments of the game. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, errors in the play of the ball, unforced errors, um, 
you know, I think Harry Grant had a run on the last tackle. Maybe he didn't know what it was. It was last tackle. He got caught with the football. You know, some other decisions made by some key players um, throughout that game. Um, really, just what it did was it, it 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 released pressure on the Panthers and, and applied more pressure on on the Storm. And um, you know, it just the, so they're not playing the football that I think the coach knows that they can play right now. Um, so that that come with the call of you know him saying that they've been very inconsistent throughout this season. So. I'd like to think that they want to bounce back, and they'll have to because the Raiders. They, I don't think they've been playing great footy, Kempy, mm. but they've been finding ways to win games. Um, and you know, sometimes when you're not playing well, but you're still winning, look, you take the you take the points any way you can get them, while you're sort of not being at your best. Um, and they've been a bit of a bogey side for the Storm of late. I think they've great crazily though. This is the first time they're playing each other in 23. Wow. How, did, how does that happen? Yeah. Bizarre. Like we're in round 24, and these, these two teams haven't met yet, um, which is a little bit weird. But looking at the last couple of times they played, um, the Raiders have actually got got the money in the last two matches that they've played against mm. Melbourne. So a bit of a bogey side for them. I know you know, both coaches, um, Craig Bellamy and Ricky Stewart, they're, they're great mates um, from their playing days back in Canberra. But they also they're great rivals as well. They love coming up against each other as um, rival coaches. So I'm sure there will be plenty of feeling in this match. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, what a what a good matchup. Um, you know, Storm versus Raiders. You can you can almost because like you look at it and you go, okay, why is there a rivalry? Like, why should there be? You know, they're yeah. not they're not close to each other. You know, okay, maybe Raiders beat his last year in the finals, but like the history is quite new, and yet mm. it's one of the better rivalries in rugby league. The, the Sticky versus Bellamy, and yep. also it's like the Raiders, they just they just find another gear against the Storm. It's almost like they're offended that they're the, they're playing the Melbourne Storm. It's, it's <laughs> it, it is bizarre, <laughs> but it's great. I love it. I love it, and so it's very hard to look at the Raiders' form going into this because I agree with you, mate. I they're such a hard side to. Because you can't be too critical of them. Because it's like, mate, they could finish top four, and yeah. and you look at their their side on paper compared to those other sides that like a Broncos or a Penrith or even Rabbitohs or you know the Storm yeah. Spine, and you go, mate, they're punching way above their weight, um, yeah. and so you, it's hard to be too critical, but at the same time, the the standard of rugby league they play, it's almost like they can't, they just they only play to what is in front of them. Whatever the team comes on the field, plays, whatever standard it is, the Raiders go, we'll match you and we'll just beat you by a little bit. Um, yeah. Whereas you look at the Penrith Panthers, they go, no, we have one standard and one standard only and that's mm-hmm. how we play. If you're better than that, you'll beat us. But the Raiders have this really bizarre thing of we'll meet you wherever you're at and just beat you that way somehow, some way. So it's hard to get the form heading into the against the Storm. Uh, in regards to the Storm, ugh, I almost feel a little bit sorry for the current roster. Roster, you shouldn't feel sorry for them because they're professional athletes getting paid a lot of money, but they're just forever mm. compared against you know your success over the last twenty years, and yeah. and so they've they've had a great year. They're what top four, top five, and mm. in a, a year that has been so tight, and they've still managed to find a way. Obviously, they've they've been missing their key uh, fullback in Pappenhausen. They've had injuries, everything like that. And yet they've still managed yep. to find a way to be in the fight. And so you got, another side, you've got to give raps. You've got to give raps to the Storm. 
Yeah, and that's right. And I think I spoke about this. I mentioned it last year, and even again in the start of this year, you know, where where people still talk about, oh, you know, that's very unstorm like. Well, I think they they make that comment and they make those comparisons to you know storm teams of 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 you know way back. Um, you know, so it's a very looking very different storm outfit now. Um, and you take a guy like Ryan Pappenhausen who hasn't played all year um, as well. It's so you make it. It's an extremely different. Looking forward to side. We mentioned the changes that have happened to the Ford Pack, of course, over the last two seasons as well. Look, they're they're a side that they're 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 a tough footy side, and that that's the one thing that a, a Craig Bellamy coach footy team has always been. They've been a very tough and resilient footy side, but you know they just at, at times this year they've I think they've they've got to periods in games where they've just struggled a little bit to sort of know or understand how to finish games off or if they've got themselves behind on the scoreboard or in certain periods of the game, they've sort of, they, they haven't really completely known how to get themselves out of those, those, um, those periods where they've been behind and they needed points. They've, they've tried to just, you know, maybe go for a miracle ball or a miracle kick or here, give it to Cam Munster and he'll, he'll do something rather than just trying to figure things out, adapting to the situation and, and applying what they practice at training to the game. And that's all part of, you know, their own development as individuals and as a footy side. There's there's some young guys still involved there, um, as well. And I think Kemper, you've mentioned that, you know, I think you you strongly feel that they're they're, they're missing. They're probably one big man short mm. at the moment, um, which could really change their fortunes. But in saying that, like as you said, mate, like they're sitting fourth on, on the competition. So many people probably thought they they'd go, you know be playing more consistent footy than what they have this year, but still they find themselves in, in the top four spot, which I think if you look at their run over the next month, I think they'll still find themselves there come finals time. They're going to head to a break. After the break, nice first Bulldogs.